The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home, for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome in to the episode of the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast that you may not want to be listening to, but it's going to be good for you anyways because, unfortunately, uh, this episode is dedicated to those of you who may have missed the fantasy football playoffs and right now are actively trying to avoid any last place, uh, I guess, punishment that there could be for your league. So uh, me and Moonoff, I'm bringing Moonoff in uh, to help us try to figure out how to keep you out of the fantasy football toilet bowl. Moonoff, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I- I'm not probably doing as well as you, as you uh, grinded your way, I can say, into the fantasy football championship last night. Uh, I'm going to give you the- – I know this is your show. I'm the guest. Usually give the guests the floor, but – I'm going to give you the floor here. How are you feeling after that performance from Miami's defense last night? You know, I, I'm so glad you brought that up, Munaf, because I didn't want to brag about it all by myself. But listen, here I am <laughs> down by 22 points or yeah, 22 points in the fantasy semi uh, semifinals. And I only had the Miami defense to go. This guy had a 99% chance, according to Yahoo, to pull this thing out. And I needed a miracle from the Miami defense. What did I get last night from the Miami defense? An absolute star-studded miracle in which that last interception basically sealed the deal for me, and now I am moving on to the fantasy championships. Let nobody say to you that defenses cannot win you championships. (laughs) Hey, if they're telling you there's a 1% chance for you to come back and win, we're going to take that any day of the week. So, uh, yeah, congrats on... uh, on uh, getting to the final, so that makes uh, two guys on this podcast that have a championship game next week. Yeah, buddy. How how would how did your championship uh, matchup go? Yeah, I actually crushed it in, um, in, the, in the semifinal game. I have I, I'm really happy with the roster, especially my wide receivers. Um, I'm a, I guess I can say I'm a little weaker at the uh, wide receiver position, but uh, for my running or for my quarterback, I have. Um, Josh Allen as my starting quarterback. And then my wide receivers are Devontae Adams, Michael Pittman Jr., and Keenan Allen. And then I also have Mark Andrews at the tight end position with uh, Joe Mixon and Michael Carter at my wide, uh, my running back position. So I'm feeling pretty good going into next week. Hopefully I can uh, bring home the trophy this year. Well, I'm just got to say, this is one of the, the few times that I've been first seed 
and have been able to hang on to to win and and dodge any sort of crazy bullets. Uh, having Mahomes as my quarterback definitely worked out this season, so uh, yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, but unfortunately, I'm sorry for those of you who may have uh, already been out of, I guess, the the championship bracket early and often. But like we said. There are leagues where you get punished for being in last place and you don't want to be there. So you still have decisions to make in order to get yourself to uh, at least not last. So uh, we're going to help you get there. And hopefully uh, some of these players that we're going to talk about are players that you either don't have already uh, a lot of these guys are very low rostered, so they're still out there on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues that can help you from becoming last place in the league. Uh, again, there, but Moonoff, there are actually leagues, believe it or not, that I, I need this kind of help because I also uh, find myself trying to fight not to get in last place. Even though next season it'll get me my first pick, uh, I still don't necessarily want to be in last place. Uh, when you play in enough leagues as we do, right? Yeah. So listen, look, the, the problem is for guys like us, we we play at least three or four leagues at minimum. All right. And, and we're, we're hoping that at least in one or at least two of them, we're able to get to the championship round. Right. Fortunately for us, we're in that. But then there's also the bad parts of it where you uh, where or a lot of players are in that toilet bowl where they're not trying to finish last place and that they, they have to do either buy the winner of the trophy or, you know, put some type of license plate on their car or, or whatever the, whatever the uh, deal is in your respective league. So hopefully, uh, uh, Rod, you and I, we can uh, guide our listeners or uh, your listeners to uh, not having to be embarrassed to start the new year. Uh, at this point, they're all our listeners, Moonoff. And yes, uh, I would like to keep <laughs> you from getting uh, a tattoo if that is your league's uh, yes, punishment. <laughs> definitely, definitely keep you from that. All right, let us begin as we put time on the clock, as we always do. Three minutes on the clock. Let's talk about Matt Ryan, uh, somebody who has not gotten you <laughs> to a fantasy championship, I'm sure, if he's sitting on your roster. Uh, but Matt Ryan is still Matt Ryan. And when we look at... His production overall, I mean, look, it's not the kind of production that has gotten, again, you to the championship. But here's where he'll keep you, I think, out of last place, and especially against Buffalo, uh, where, in my opinion, he's probably going to end up throwing a ton because you know Buffalo is going to do nothing short of put up a ton of points. Um, although Atlanta's coming off of an emotional win, I guess we can say, against the Lions. Uh, but, I mean, this week, again, this week is a matchup where he's going to have to put it in the air quite a bit. Uh, granted, his yeah. receivers are not necessarily all there. But, I mean, if you're going to need points from your quarterback position, this could be the place that you're looking, uh, especially if you've been really snake bit at quarterback. Uh, what do you think of Munaf? Yeah, I think that if, if we, um, at least for this NFL season, if we looked up mediocre uh, in the dictionary, I think Matt Ryan's name would be right next to that that word because that's what he's kind of been throughout this season. And, you know, I like looking at QBR and, and those type of stats when I'm, when I'm looking at, you know, what my quarterback or a quarterback is doing during this NFL season. And if we kind of take a look at Matt Ryan, he is right there, right there at number 15 or number 16 in a lot of these categories, right? Touchdown passes, he's at 19. Uh, QBR, like I mentioned, like I like looking at, he's at number 18 out of around, what, 31, 32 qualifying quarterbacks. He's sandwiched there in between um, Dak Prescott, who's 17 in QBR, 
and Russell Wilson, who's number 19. Um, and, and for Matt Ryan, I think that he has a, I think a tough matchup this week going into Buffalo, uh, where the Buffalo Bills defense, other passing defense is, is number one in the league, right? They're holding opponents to about 173 yard passing yards uh, per game. Over their last three games, it's been a little worse, but not too bad. They're only allowing 205 passing yards uh, per game. And last week against the Mac Jones to the Patriots, he only gave up 139. And lastly, at home this season so far for Buffalo, they've only allowed 128 passing yards to opposing quarterbacks. So um, I think it's going to be tough sledding for Matt Ryan this week. I I mean, if you're that desperate, I, I may want to look another way because even in the month of December – uh, for Matt Ryan, he's only thrown three touchdown passes so far um, in the month. I know we're going to be flipping the, uh, the the calendar or the month to January. So um, in these four games in the month of um, December, he's had 297 passing yards, 190, 236, and 215. Uh, one touchdown each of the last three games. Luckily for him, he hasn't thrown any, interception, any interceptions, but he's been sacked. Um three times each over the last two games. And then he had a game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where he was sacked five times. So, Rod, I'm not sure that you would probably want Matt Ryan at least this week. You probably want to pivot to another way to find a quarterback to start for your team uh, if you're in the toilet bowl. Yeah, it's tough. And and I mean, I may, I started to make a case for him. And, and, and Munaf, I think you might have just talked me off the ledge uh, even still because I was rolling him out as one of my QB ones in, in one of my sleeper league uh, and, and yeah, at the beginning of the year, he really, he did well for me. And then all of a sudden he just sort of fell off. And like you said, he's only had one t- In fact, the last time he's thrown for more than one touchdown, uh, was in week nine against the saints. So, uh, yeah. definitely tough for Matt Ryan. Uh, <laughs> moon off moon off made a hell of a case against him. So, uh, but let's, let's, okay, let's do this then. So Matt Ryan may not be the guy for you, <clears throat> but what are we, what are we thinking about trying on a Sam Darnold? We know he's back. Um, we know he's probably going to end up getting uh, the playing time now that he needs. And uh, I think we've given up on Cam Newton at this point. But Munaf, would Sam Darnold be a better start than Matt Ryan if you're trying to stay out of last place? So let me ask you this. Did Sam Darnold get benched because he was sucking or did he have an injury? You know, at this point, I think they're all the same. I, I'm not okay. quite sure exactly why he got benched, but. So, so let's just say he got benched because he was not playing well. And if you get benched for a guy like Cam Newton, it's really hard for me to make a case for you uh, to, to for him to start. Um, look, I think that the, who are they playing this week? They have um, they have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I believe. This no, I'm sorry, they're playing the Saints. They're playing the Saints. They're going yeah. into New Orleans, and again, that's a very very tall order. You know, you know the, that the Saints are going to be fired up defensively. Um, after what happened this past week against Miami, and they did their, they held their own, right? I mean, Miami scored what twenty three points last night, was it? Um, against the uh, sorry, twenty points. Seven of those points came on a pick six, so their defense did pretty well holding um, the the Miami Dolphins' offense. And now you're asking Sam Darnold, who's uh, God? I mean, he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass since October twenty fourth. He did play some significant time last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 15 of 32, 190 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, got sacked four times. He had one rush of 11 yards. And I think early on in the season, 
he was playing well. But if you take a look at the three teams that where the Panthers started three and zero, those three teams were the Jets, the Saints, and the Texans. Now that Saints game they played them this week. That that was a very tricky spot for the New Orleans Saints because they were, I think they were uh, placed in Texas because of the hurricane that was happening in Louisiana, right? And um, it was a very very tough situation for the uh, New Orleans Saints. But I mean, God, Sam Darnold. I, I, I'll say this, Rod. I think I would rather go with Matt Ryan over Sam Darnold this week. If you if you put a gun to my head, I'll put it that way. Well, and so, but these are look. This is the tough stuff that you were making all season long, which has gotten you into the spot where you're trying to get out of last place. So it's not like you're picking from a bunch of studs. And this is why we're saying to you. We know these situations are tough. We know these decisions are tough. And uh, we're really just trying to help you make uh, a mountain out of a molehill at this point. Because um, in order to stay out of last place, hopefully, I mean, I'm not saying that I want your entire uh, competition's roster to be either on IR or the COVID list. Because uh, that would definitely help you stay out of last place. <laughs> but look, you got to start warm bodies. And at this point, all these names that we're throwing out are, are warm bodies. And so... Um, if you think that Sam Darnold can do what he did against the Saints last week. And look, again, if, if the COVID list remains the same, and I'm pretty sure it won't, I'm pretty sure they'll either get Simeon or uh, Taysom back at some point. Um, yeah. But even still, you know, this is going to be a game where they're going to have to stay competitive and maybe Sam Darnold flips a switch and knows that he's auditioning because uh, I don't know who's going to be quarterback in Carolina <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, all right, but we do know who's going to be quarterback in Cleveland uh, for at least a few more years, unless, of course, a miracle happens. And that's Baker Mayfield, not on a lot of championship rosters because of the fact that he was out for a couple of games, but also because of some highly inconsistent play over the course of um, the season. And look, I'm going to tell you this right now. I know some, this is a, a anecdotal type of a thing. I looked across several rosters that I play on several rosters that other people play on. And, and these are the names that are, are in the bottom <laughs> matchups in most of my, my league. So that's where I pulled these names from just so you know. And if you are sitting there with Baker Mayfield on your championship roster, congratulations to you. Many people are not in your situation. So anyways, moon off. What are we thinking about Baker Mayfield? Can he help somebody stay out of last place this week? Boy, we're really doubting these dumps with these quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. look, <laughs> if you have Baker Mayfield as your starting quarterback on a championship roster or in a championship game, you are doing something right because I'm sure the rest of your roster has to be probably star-studded. Look, last week I, I think has probably been the story of Baker Mayfield's, I guess we can say, career um, so far in Cleveland. Uh, last week, what, 21-36, 222 yards, two passing touchdowns, at the same time, he had four interceptions in that game. And, I mean, some of these interceptions that he throws sometimes, like you you want to bang your head against the wall, Rod, especially if you're a Cleveland Brown uh, fan. But, you know, but for Baker Mayfield, I guess, again, if we kind of take a look at where he is as far as QBR, um, Baker Mayfield ranks number 25 in the league at 37.8, right? He's sandwiched in between Ben Roethlisberger, who's number 24, and Jared Goff, who's number 26. So, when you're sandwiching those between those two guys, look, Jared Goff hasn't been that bad this season for the Detroit Lions. We know about Big Ben, and they again, they do play the Steelers this week on Monday Night Football. And if you kind of take a look at what Baker Mayfield has done over his career uh, against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, he's had, what, six, I think, career starts here. 
He's only had one game in that span where he's thrown for 200 or more passing yards, right? That was the last game back to, on October 31st where he threw for 225 yards. Didn't throw a touchdown and didn't throw an interception either. But um, prior to the prior to that game, over those uh, other five games, he's had three games where he had one touchdown pass, um, and then the interceptions are there as well. So, again, this week I, I think for, for Baker Mayfield – the Pittsburgh Steelers pass defense is respectable, right? They got Mika Fitzpatrick back earlier this uh, uh, earlier this month. Joe Hayden is back also for Pittsburgh. And again, if Pittsburgh is going to make the playoffs or, or want a chance to stay competitive in its final two weeks, they're going to have to really get after Baker Mayfield. So I'm not sure from these three guys that we just discussed. If you, again, putting a gun to my head again, Rod, if I had to pick one of these guys, it would probably be be baker mayfield for me because i think he does probably have the better weapons compared to the other guys um and i think matt can't believe i'm saying this but maybe the upside is better for baker mayfield <laughs> with jarvis landry you know again we saw last week where nick chubb took a pass that he threw him for for about two to three yards and he was able to get down the field for about another 40 50 yards so he has players on this offensive side of the football for the cleveland browns where i had that capability of making a pass that Baker Mayfield throws as a head scratcher and turning it into something good for him. So maybe, you know, the Cleveland Browns receivers are able to do that. And even the backfielder is able to do that this week for Baker Mayfield. I mean, that's what you're hoping for, right? Uh, you're yeah. really just hoping for a, a big match or a big gain out of one of their, one of their players. <clears throat> the last time that uh, these two teams met anyways, uh, Baker Mayfield didn't even hit double digit fantasy points. So keep that in yeah. mind as you start to roll these guys out uh, again, we're not <laughs> we're not talking about slam dunk plays here, guys. This is the stuff where we're talking you through some really tough uh, tough calls. So, um, all right, let's move away from the quarterback position. Uh, this is getting yucky uh, really fast. So let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about running backs here. This guy could possibly be on uh, is could help you, I suppose, if you're uh, looking for a fantasy championship. Uh, because he may be on some of those rosters. But again, this is a waiver wire guy that a lot of guys picked up um, to try to salvage something. Came on the last three or four games, so maybe maybe he will carry you. Uh, but my question is not, has he carried you this far? But Munaf, can Rashad Penny continue to carry you out of last place and uh, quite possibly into uh, whatever the second to last place is in your team, in your league? Yeah, let, let, let's uh, let's start talking some positive here because those last three guys all got a dumpster <laughs> fire. But uh, look, Rashad Penny, uh, you hit the nail on the head here, uh, Rod, that two out of the last three weeks, he's had 130 more or 130 or more rushing yards um, for the uh, Seattle Seahawks, right? Against the Houston Texans, 16 attempts, 137 yards, two touchdowns. And last week against the Chicago Bears in that uh, snow fest in Seattle, uh, 17 attempts, 135 yards, and one touchdown, right? This week, they match up against the uh, Detroit uh, Lions, and the Lions' uh, rush defense, not the greatest, right? They're ranked number 27 out of 32 teams so far on the season over the last three weeks. Um, they're allowing opposing uh, running backs to go for 135. Um, I'm sorry, that's not correct. For Detroit, where are they? 112 over the last three weeks, but... Um, in, in in road games this season, they're allowing teams to go for 126 yards uh, per contest in their away game. So 
yeah, I do think that Rashad Penny can be a good filler for you this week against the Detroit Lions. And like I said, in the last two weeks, um, you know, he's gone over 130 plus rushing yards. And we know Seattle, right? We know Pete Carroll. He likes running the football. So after looking at what Rashad Penny's done over two out of the last three weeks um, against, you know, weaker rush defenses, um, I think that I'm expecting a big week from Rashad Penny again uh, to fill in as a, 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 you know, a guy that you may need to replace for a guy like maybe if you had James Robinson uh, in your lineup where you need a guy to kind of fill in. So I think Rashad Penny primed to have a, a, I think a pretty good week against the Detroit Lions defense this week. Believe it or not, he's still out there in three out of 10 Yahoo leagues and six out of 10 ESPN leagues. So look, if you're playing in an ESPN league and you really need help at running back, which you probably do if you're trying to stay out of last place. Uh, if Penny's out there, this might be a waiver wire guy to get, uh, especially if you're listening on Tuesday. And then check back on Wednesday because, again, waiver wires aren't necessarily all that active this time of year because folks aren't really making that many moves. So if, you know, it's usually the championship teams that are scrambling to find a, a, a player here or there. So if you have a higher waiver priority than the folks that are on the championship teams, you can grab Rashad Penny if he's still out there on the waiver wire. Believe it or not, it's it's crazy to think at this point that no, not everybody's reached out and snatched up Rashad Penny, but, I mean, he's out there. So he could definitely keep you out of last place. And look, if you're listening to this, and if you're still listening to this because you want to get names for your championship roster, Rashad Penny, look for him. He could be out there. He could shore yeah. up a, a need at running back. Um, speaking of running backs, so... Uh, Okay, you're a Texans fan. Tell me, in all of the world, <laughs> did you think we would be talking about Rex Burkhead heading into the final week of the fantasy football season? Uh, that will be a, re a resounding no, uh, Rod. <laughs> so we are talking about Rex Burkhead here heading into the final week of the championships. Uh, and even, uh, again, just the fantasy football season in general. Last week, 149 yards against the Chargers in an obscene win. Two touchdowns. Uh, where did he come from and where is he going? Moonoff, explain this to me, especially as a Texans fan. Yeah, well, I think the answer is right there where on who they played last week, right? The Los Angeles Chargers. And, you know, for the Chargers, again, one of the worst rushing defenses in the entire National Football League. Right down there with the Texans, the Jets, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? The Chargers are ranked number 29, allowing um, opponent, uh, sorry, opponent uh, running backs to go for 140 yards per game, right? Last week, they gave up a total of 189 yards. And like you just mentioned, Rod, that the uh, V-Rex Burkhead, yeah, V-Rex Burkhead <laughs> went for 149 yards on the ground against his Chargers defense, also counted for two uh, touchdowns. So this week, the Texans, they're playing um, – who are they The playing? Niners. They're playing the Niners this week. Yeah, so, so they're playing your team this week, yes, right? And, and I think that, again – this week for if you're gonna try to put Rex Burkhead in your starting lineup, I would probably advise against it because San Francisco is right on the cusp of being a top ten rushing defense in this league, right? And especially over the last three weeks, um, they are number three. They're only giving up seventy nine point three yards on the ground to their opponents, um, and again at home they're allowing uh, opposing running backs to go for ninety nine point six 
rushing yards. So they're holding uh, teams or opposing running backs at home under 100 rushing yards. So let's pump the brakes a little bit on Rex Burkhead. Again, I think last week was an outlier because they play the Los Angeles Chargers and their rush defense. We know we've talked about this. Fantasy players know this. And even betters know this, that their rush defense has not been great um, all season long. I mean, when you give up a long a long rush of 36 yards to Rex Burkhead, you have big problems. But again, this week, Rod, um, and you can attest to this, that I think that the Niners are finally healthy on the defensive side of the football, uh, especially with their tackles and, and, and you know those front seven guys. So I think Rex Burkhead is going to have a uh, big problem this week going up against the Niners uh, front seven, especially a team. That is gonna need uh, is gonna it's gonna be an all in effort against the Texans team. As crazy as that sounds, because the Niners do need that um, they do need that uh, victory to for that playoff hunt. Well, and we need the defense to stop everybody because again, yeah. this is an offense that has proven time and time again that it is not a consistent offense. And if we're gonna win this thing. We need a Miami Dolphins type of Herculean effort out of the uh, out of the Niners defense to keep it up. And just to note, the only running back to go over 100 yards against the Niners was Jonathan Taylor back in week seven where he got 107. No other running back has gone over 100 yards uh, against James Conner came close uh, with 96, but no one else has, has even gotten close to that really. Uh, a couple of eighties here and there, but yeah, Jonathan Taylor over a hundred. So yeah, Rex Burkhead. I mean, look again, if you are looking for a warm body and need points, you will get it out of Rex Burkhead. Um, you know, if you've, if you've been just manhandled by COVID and injury, uh, that'll definitely be somebody to look uh, for. But again, as you probably have been dealing with all season long, it's a tough decision. <laughs> he probably won't get you a whole lot of points, uh, but it's better than a zero at this point. So, uh, all right. Coming back, we've got five more players to look at to keep you out of the actual... I mean, you're in the toilet bowl, but we don't want you to get flushed. We don't want you to have to suffer whatever consequences last place brings you in your league. Not tanking for Tua this year, so uh, <laughs> come back. We got more with Munaf Manji. College football's championship weekend is behind us, but bowl season is almost upon us, and there is no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for NCAA football, NFL concerts, NBA, and so much more. The championship game is on the line coming up soon. Got to get your tickets for that game. So head over to TickPick to do that because TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge and lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their college football tickets. If you don't believe it and you can find a better price for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick is going to give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So don't miss out. Visit TickPick today at TickPick.com slash SGP. That's TickPick.com slash SGP. SGP. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? But of course you are. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. They're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your your fingertips. So get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much more. Plus, WinBet has some brand new bonuses. If you bet five dollars you can win four hundred dollars in free bets plus 
win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in LA. Bet $20 on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature and earn a chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests are going to receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse. That's two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and a $5,000 travel credit. How much fun would it be to take that home? Well, you also get great odds and promos and payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. It's a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. So bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. As always, we're brought to you by PropSwap. It is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. NFL playoffs are around the corner, and PropSwap has the best odds on Super Bowl futures. If you see a ticket you like but you think the price is too high, submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap's going to double it up to five hundred dollars double the cash always means double the odds sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale and thousands of buyers visit prop swap every day to find the best odds on futures props and parlays last week scott from virginia purchased a green bay packers super bowl ticket at odds of six to one when the sports books are only offering plus 450 that's a hell of a deal go Get it. If you're not using PropSwap, you're definitely missing out. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. And we are back with more of the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're keeping you out of last place in your league because, again, there are many, many leagues out there with punishments that you do not want to suffer. Have you ever played in one of those leagues, Moonoff? Has there ever been an ch- uh, opportunity where you've played in a, in a punishment league? I Thankfully, I have not, but uh, as far as I can remember, and I don't know how many years I've been playing fantasy football, uh, fortunately, I have not finished in that last place Um last place position uh thus far so hopefully i can at least keep that streak going uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah thankfully yeah, i haven't had to do anything embarrassing yet i you know i want to do it in fact one of our uh leagues wanted to do that a couple seasons ago i think they wanted to do the tattoo route and i was like yeah i'm out because i'm not i'm not <laughs> one to get a tattoo anyways and yeah. i'm definitely not going to get one if i and i like oh look i was like i'm not going to finish in last place it's a league that i had won two years in a row. So I pretty much was okay. assured that I wasn't going to be, but I didn't want to take that chance. Cause especially we, we played the same, you know, teams over and over again. Eventually I was probably going to end up in last place in that league. The odds are, you know, there, but I was yeah. like, no, there's always regression. <laughs> there's always regret. There's that one year <laughs> where 2021 hits and every one of your players ends up on the COVID list or you draft uh, Christian McCaffrey early. And then your season is, all trash by the third week of the season so yeah you're absolutely correct that's why you have to listen to the uh fantasy football podcast to pick up uh on who to pick up on the waiver wires that is absolutely correct and that is where we were going to continue why am i pushing the wrong buttons (laughs) that's where we're going to continue 
it's the last. It's the second to last week, guys. I mean, come on. You, you got to expect a little tired holidays and everything. But uh, all right, let's move on. Running on we? fumes. <laughs> Running on fumes. All right. Uh, moon off Sony Michelle was a name that actually people have been adding uh, to help get to their fantasy championships. Um, but there was uh, so much. Uh, they, they, some people may have done it too late and some people, cause I've seen this name on a lot of the bottom tiers of teams. So I'm wondering, well, I'm, I want somebody to explain to me how that ended up happening, but let's also talk through Sony Michelle and how he definitely, I think can keep you from, uh, staying out of last place, especially with recent developments in LA. Yeah, well, yeah. First and foremost, like you just mentioned, Rod, that what they lost Daryl Henderson now for three to five weeks um, due to an injury, and now I know they're you're getting Cam Akers back, uh, and they activated him last week, but I think they're going to be very, very, very careful with Cam Akers, uh, even if he does get many touches. So it's pretty much going to be Sony Michelle in the backfield uh, this week for the uh, Los Angeles Rams, and this week for the Rams, they are facing the best rushing defense uh this week in the baltimore ravens look the ravens rank number one in across almost all categories as far as um, uh rush defense right they're number one in opponent rushing yards per game at 85.6 at home so far this year they're only allowing 84.1 uh rushing yards to uh their opponents and you kind of take a look at um opponent rushing uh, attempts not, not not a lot of teams are running against the Baltimore Ravens uh, rush defense. They're only allowing – or teams are only running about 22 times a game against the Baltimore uh, Ravens defense. But, Rod, I think that if you have Sonny Michelle on your roster, I don't think you have a choice not to start him, right? You kind of have to because he is going to get most of – or at least 80 to 90% of the touches out of the backfield for the uh, uh, Los Angeles Rams. And look, he's done pretty well over the past couple of weeks here. Um, you know, 131 yards last week with a touchdown against the Minnesota Vikings. Prior to that, 92 yards on 18 touches against the Seahawks. Against the Cardinals, he had 20 uh, rush attempts for 79 yards. And prior week to that, 24 rush attempts against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which equated to 121 rushing yards and one touchdown. Now, not, I know a lot of those uh, teams are not um, – the greatest rush defenses uh but again again this week i i think you're just in a position despite you having to play the ravens this week you just kind of have to start them because again not a lot of options for the rams uh, as far as running backs yep they're really running thin and what you're really hoping for i suppose is a, a repeat of what happened last week where mixon uh rushed for 65 yards had 70 receiving yards that i think is where michelle could yeah. very well uh, factor into the mix a little more because we do know that he is uh, a good pass catching back uh, last week he caught four of his four targets I mean it, the yards weren't there but at least we knew he was targeted uh, and then two for 23 in the last one so I mean he'll get a little bit of of, uh, of play in there obviously we know that the Rams have a lot better receivers uh, but if Baltimore is, is a good rushing defense like you said uh, Michelle may end up having to catch a few more passes because of it uh, and we could end up seeing a Joe Mixon type performance uh, out of out of Sonny Michelle. Hoping for right, if you picked him up, you you definitely have to play him, like you said. Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head there, right? Like last week, even like Joe Mixon had 18 carries last week against the Baltimore Ravens defense. He got 65 yards, but he also scored a touchdown. 
But again, in the passing game, is I think we're kind of looking for Sonny Michelle to step up this week against this rush defense. Even last week for Joe Mixon, six receptions on six targets, 70 uh, receiving yards, one touchdown. And then earlier this year, um, didn't have any receiving yards. But again, Joe Mixon uh, has been scoring a lot of touchdowns this year for the uh, um, Cincinnati Bengals. So hopefully you're getting some, that type of performance from Sonny Michelle this week that he's able to get you. Maybe if he gets like 20 carries and 60 rushing yards and a touchdown. But I think that if he has a bigger impact, like you highlighted, Rod, in that passing game, I think that's where maybe the yardage really racks up for him. And he, I mean, who knows? Maybe he can also uh, get a receiving touchdown as well um, against the Baltimore Ravens defense. You could be, again, not being punished because Sonny Michelle saved your bacon this week. Uh, somebody who actually, I don't even know. I don't know. Okay, look. He was 2% rostered on Yahoo, 2% on ESPN. I don't know anybody in season long that started Byron Pringle. Uh, but if you did, <laughs> and it kept you at least one more game out of last place, congratulations to you. Uh, again, we knew Kelsey was out with COVID, uh, and just that was a big target hog that got uh, taken off the board. And so it sort of threw the rest of it in, in flux. But look, over the last couple of weeks, there's targets there. Uh, he was targeted four times last or two weeks ago, seven times uh, last week. He had 75 yards and two touchdown catches. Uh, obviously, we know that's not going to happen again. But Munaf, this is something that I continue to hear uh, uh, the people on TV talk about and, and actually have sort of witnessed, I suppose, over the last couple of weeks now that we're watching players come back from COVID. There really is sort of a getting back into it phase. Uh, I thought it was just something that the announcers were trying to make up for a storyline, but I think we're starting to see that. There is like a week where they don't necessarily come back at full strength. Travis Kelsey coming back off of that COVID list against Cincinnati may not be at full strength. So is this a week where people can actually put uh, Byron Pringle into their lineups and get anything out of him? It's tough, right? Especially with the Kansas City Chiefs outside of their top two guys, right? We know Travis Kelsey and Tyreek uh, Hill, what those two guys are capable of. But after that, it's really a toss-up on who's going to be that next guy that's going to step up for this offense, right? Last week, because like you highlighted, Rod, that Travis Kelsey wasn't playing, somebody was going to have to pick up those yards that Travis Kelsey left the void in. Somebody was going to have to get those touchdowns. And as of last week, it was Byron Pringle for the Kansas City Chiefs. Also last week, Tyree Kill didn't have a great game, right? I think he only had two receptions in 19 yards uh, last week for the Kansas City Chiefs offense. So expect him to bounce back next, or this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I'm expecting to see a lot of points in this game against the Cincinnati Bengals because we know what their offense is also capable of, and we already know what the Kansas City Chief and, uh, Chiefs defense – I'm sorry, their offense is capable of as well. It, this one is tough because, again, you're, 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 you're getting Travis Kelsey back, um, and we've seen, like you mentioned, that you know players coming back from being in uh, the COVID protocols that they have struggled right? Kind of getting their feedback under them, kind of getting their conditioning back. Um, but it, it's it's difficult because, you know, we're not sure if it's going to be Miko Hardman that steps up this week, or is it going to be Byron Pringle? And I think, like you highlighted, Rod, that it's uh, it's not a lot of people have Byron Pringle in their lineup, right? Like you only have 2% of uh, people that have rostered him or are probably going to start him. So 
I would probably stay away from Byron Pringle this week just because Travis Kelsey is coming back. And I think I'm expecting a bigger game from Tyreek Hill this week and, and uh, you know, kind of avenge uh, what he wasn't able to do last week where he only had 19 rushing yards. So it, it's difficult with Byron Pringle, to say the least. Well, and Tyreek Hill, another one of those instances where he was cleared just in time to play and, you know, he was cleared off the protocol and we didn't see a very stellar performance out of him last week too yeah. so you're right you know yeah. and you're right so Nicole Hartman was going to be the guy that I thought was going to be the one that was the recipient of course Nicole had a couple of catches in that game too but I mean Pringle was the recipient of every single bit of uh the the attention that week and you know it is frustrating especially if you know that you've been playing Chiefs offensive players all season long and and look you may not even be in the championship matchup with Tyreek Hill because of the fact that it has been such an up and down season, he's had so many games where he's gone off for you, but then sort of disappeared for you too. Um, you know, it's it's a frustrating season all the way around. So, uh, all right, let's move on to another fringe receiver. Uh, again, we're not talking about the studs. If we're talking about the studs, then you know you're already you already know and you're already going to play them. Uh, but Isaiah McKenzie was a waiver wire darling a couple of weeks ago and really came through for you. If you played him against the Patriots, uh, 12, 12 or targets, 11 catches, 125 yards and a touchdown huge because we know Cole Beasley, uh, is probably not even going to play again this week. Um, really uh, with his status. And, and if he gets, he's got to come back with some, uh, uh, test results, but again, he's yeah. been largely ineffective anyway. So are we firing up Isaiah McKenzie? Uh, to keep you out of last place, really. If you look at it, he's he's barely rostered, two uh, percent in Yahoo and zero percent in ESPN. So Moonoff, is this a name to target? It's tough, Rod. It really is because I mean, last week, like you mentioned, because they didn't have Cole Beasley, somebody else was going to have to step up uh, for them, right? We just talked about Byron Pringle, who stepped up in the absence of Tar- Travis Kelsey last week. I think, number one, you're going to have to keep an eye out for if Cole Beasy is even going to start or even going to play. But like you highlighted, even if he is playing, he's not very effective. I mean, last week for Isaiah McKenzie, on the season uh, after last week, he had 100. now he has 163 receiving yards. 125 of that came last week against the Patriots, where, again, that was a game that the Bills we knew that we're going to get up for, right, after what we saw a couple of weeks ago um, and all the backlash that came from that game uh, between the Patriots and the Bills. But – um again i'm not for isaiah mckenzie i'm not sold on it um i think that this might be a week where emmanuel sanders kind of steps uh, or plays well for the buffalo bills and who knows this might turn into a game where it turns into a blowout for the buffalo bills and they just come out running the football for the rest of the game and and kind of kill that clock against the detroit line or so i'm sorry they're playing um the falcons yeah, the Falcons this week. So again, so they can, you know, just come out and blow this opponent out, be up by three or four touchdowns going into that fourth quarter. And then, you know, Brian Dable and, and uh Sean McDermott come out and say, Hey, we're just gonna run the football for this rest of the game, melt this clock out, melt this clock out, um, and and get out of here with a victory and then, you know, move forward to week eighteen. So um again, McKenzie's performance last week, an outlier, I think like Rex Burkett as well. We talked about uh, Rod, so I wouldn't bank too much on Isaiah McKenzie this week. But I think for sure, keep an eye out for Cole Beasley's news because we heard about he's not vaccinated. He did test positive for COVID. 
Um, so there's a, there's a completely different protocol for guys that are not vaccinated that did test positive for COVID. So um, depending on that, if you are that desperate, um, probably I would roster him. But I think the guy we discussed next, I think, is a bigger uh, bigger or a better option at that uh, position. Yeah, and it's it's again when I was looking across all of the leagues that I'm in, and then of course I've been talking around to folks and seeing who what some common names are obviously Cole Beasley is on that list he's still rostered in a lot of leagues so if again if you're a person that's been holding on to Cole Beasley didn't do anything for you last week but you're you're trying to figure out who maybe you can play instead of him to keep you out of last place because again we're not trying to win you a championship this week uh we're trying to keep you out of last place because not a lot of folks are going to try to tell you how to not lose or how not have me in last place everyone's trying to get you a championship but we're looking out for you we don't want you to have to get punished for it so uh that those are the decisions that we're making for you i agree man (laughs) Look, this is the Toilet Bowl, Toilet Bowl Heroes episode for a reason. So uh, we're trying to do our best to make sure you guys don't finish in last place in your respective leagues. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. They're brand new and they're looking to grow their early adopter community. So get with them because they've got a slick app and it's fun to use. And one of the reasons we love to use it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, get in on some of the prop bets over there on Better Fantasy Plus. They just added a cool bonus. If you can get your entire league to join Better Fantasy, in fact, we are in the midst of doing that ourselves, they'll give the league a $150 gift card to get a sick-ass trophy from trophysmack.com. This is totally free to play. You can download today for the iPhone and the Android. So check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. When did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social, right? When I picture sports betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing around bets in a speakeasy. Well, SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. So head over to SoBet. Io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. This app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR code, and links, and among other methods. No money is transacted on the app and it is purely competitive. So the next time you're with your friends watching sports, Turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metrics they want as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN today to join the revolution. And of course, don't forget to download that SGPN app. It is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store, giving you easy access to all of our picks and our podcasts. And while you're at it, toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. So Amon Ross St. Brown is uh, the next name on the list. Somebody that probably you picked up and he could be on a few championship rosters. I will say that because, uh, you know, he was a draft pick that I'm sure a lot of people cut early in the season, uh, really for for good cause. I mean, it wasn't until about week 13 
that he started to do anything of note. Uh, you know, those first few weeks were brutal, If you, especially if you drafted Amon Ross St. Brown and you just didn't have the patience to hold on to him or you didn't have the bench spots or you didn't have anything. But now all of a sudden, he could be a league winner if you were patient enough to hold on or he could be somebody that uh, could keep you out of last place. So what I want to know, Moonoff, because we know we've seen him do well, I want to know, is it going to continue to happen that way or, uh, or, or is this somebody we're going to put on the bench against Seattle this week? I think, Rod, of all the guys that we have discussed so far, I think this is a guy that you want to start this week. And the stats are really backing it up uh, as well for uh, Brown, right? Let's take a look at what he's done over the past four weeks for the Detroit Lions offense. He's had double-digit targets in all four games over the month of uh, some, uh, sorry December. He's also uh, recorded a touchdown in three out of the last four games here in December. He's had uh, two games in back-to-back weeks where he's had 90, uh, 90 or more uh, receiving yards. I mean, it's been at 90 and 91 uh, against Denver uh, on the 12th of December, 73 yards. And then the first game of December against the Minnesota Vikings where they got their first victory of the season. Uh, 10 receptions, 12 on 12, sorry, 10 receptions off of 12 targets, 86 receiving yards and one touchdown. So, yeah, definitely. I am starting uh, uh, Amarad say Brown this week, especially since they're playing Seattle this week, Rod, where Seattle is number 31 in opponent passing yards per game allowed at two about 271 uh, per contest, right? And I think this um, the Seattle team as well at home is allowing 280 uh, passing yards per game to their opponents. I think Jared Goff is back this week. I think we got that news Monday morning that he did clear the health and safety protocols. Uh, and, you know, for, for Brown, look, I think you have to start him this week, Rod. Uh, again, double-digit targets in all four um, games of the month of December. Averaging close to nine receptions. Yeah, right at nine receptions uh, for the month of December. And also he's getting the yardage and he scored – three touchdowns in the month of uh, December as well. And they haven't been shy about using them in the rushing game, right? I mean, it's not something that's something off the charts, but last week he did have two attempts for 19 yards. So maybe they use utilize him in the uh, running game or as a jet sweep or jet sweeps or something like that um, against the Seattle Seahawks offense. Uh, oh, sorry, against his defense. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely starting with Brown this week. He is the Debo Samuel of the Detroit Lions. Uh, and, and really, yeah. he's becoming a, a wide receiver one there. And and it's, it's you know, a young guy that's got a lot of talent. And I think he's starting to, to really take off now. And you're right, against Seattle, this could be a, an absolute nightmare for Seattle uh, because Detroit is, well, I mean... <laughs> okay, they lost last week, but they're still feeling themselves, right? I mean, they're they're, at they're the still playing least, hard. Yeah, they're yeah they're still playing hard, and they're not going to go away. Yeah. Um, you know, they did pick up the the win against Arizona, which was huge for them. Uh, but you got to figure that Atlanta was a trap game, anyways. Uh, I know that my survivor pool pick did not pan out in that situation, but um, again, this is a Seattle team that's reeling and and pretty much ripe for anything that uh, that Detroit can throw at it. So, yeah. yeah. I have a feeling that that's going to be a good matchup for Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, and and look, if he's out there, he could still be out there for you. Uh, he's out there in three out of 10 Yahoo leagues and four out of 10 ESPN leagues. So um, for whatever reason, he's still on the bench in some or still out there in waivers uh, in some of those leagues. But uh, all right, let's help with a tight end. Uh, we don't really show a lot of love to tight ends in this in this matchup, but. 
Uh, let's move to Seattle against Detroit. And let's talk about Gerald Everett. Uh, we know that the tight end position is a very difficult position to um, navigate and to actually even predict from week to week. But <coughs> Gerald Everett has had four catches in the last two weeks, over 60 yards in those last two weeks. And last week, he actually got himself a touchdown against the Bears. So against Detroit, Munaf, uh, is this is this a tight end that's going to keep you out of the actual last place position come the end of the week i think it's a good chance to uh to take on gerald everett this week like you highlighted rod that last two weeks he's had 60 or more receiving yards uh two out of the last three weeks he's recorded a touchdown as well uh for the seattle seahawks offense um and then again for the Detroit lions defense against the tight ends as far as giving up fantasy uh points they're they're in that bottom fourth Right, they're allowing opposing tight ends to get about 5.6 receptions and close to, I think, 65 yards receiving as well. So, um, you know, maybe you get another performance of 60 plus yards this week from Gerald Everett, and maybe he tacks on another touchdown because he's done it in two out of the last three weeks. He's also had long receptions last uh, couple weeks of 26 and 34. So, you know, those right there gives you a, a, a quite a few points there. So. Um, yeah, I think I, if you're desperate at the tight end position and it's available in your leagues, uh, I would definitely take a look at Gerald Everett this week against the Detroit Lions. And he could be available too. I mean, uh, 42% rostered in Yahoo, 17% in ESPN. So he's out there on waivers right now. And you look back at what Seattle or what, uh, Detroit has done. You were talking about it. Kyle Pitts last week, six of six for 102 yards. Uh, Zach Ertz, six for 11, 74 yards. Uh, and then Albert yeah okay uh that guy for <laughs> denver five catches uh on five targets 41 yards and a touchdown so in three straight weeks the the tight end position has done well uh against the the lions so i think everett stands a good chance because look we saw uh dk metcalf and tyler lockett sort of just fade i mean i know tyler lockett absolutely let me down uh, last week in, in a couple of leagues up to and including my Scott Fishbowl League, which I am now officially out, uh, unfortunately. I rode the, uh, the SGPN train as far as I could go into the semis, uh, but could not get into the finals. But even still, Tyler Lockett disappeared. This could be another situation where that kind of happens. I, I We're seeing the decline of the Seattle Seahawks, Munaf. Yeah, and again, I think we also talked about on the propcast, um, uh, Rod, that this might be the final season for Russell West, Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson <laughs> and in, uh, in, in Seattle. And again, I think, uh, Rod, if I'm not mistaken, last week, Tyler Lockett um, was returning from uh, having COVID. Is that correct? That He was returning off the protocol. Yep. Yeah. So again, like you highlighted that, you know, these players are kind of struggling, you know, once they're returning from having COVID or whatever the case might be. Because again, last week, like you said, only three receptions and 30 yards uh, against a uh, Chicago Bears defense. So I think that, you know, this week for Gerald Everett, definitely I would uh, give him a look because, again, we talked about how the Lions defense is struggling against that tight end position. So I would uh, definitely get on Gerald Everett. Get on Gerald Everett. Again, he's out there, so just take a look, uh, especially if you're listening to this before the waivers run uh, on Tuesday. And then, of course, he could still very well be out there uh, on on waivers if you're listening to this on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. 
Huh. All right. Well, listen, again, we feel for you if you did not reach the fantasy championship. But again, we want you to not finish in last place unless, of course, you want to for the draft pick. But uh, I always say stay competitive for as long as you can. Uh, only because, you know, and again, look, that first pick in the draft is not always going to get you a fantasy championship uh, a nope. la Christian McCaffrey. So, uh, look, compete to the end, and uh, hopefully we gave you some names to target and to keep an eye on, and maybe if you've been deciding on whether or not to start that player uh, to keep you out of last place, uh, hopefully we gave you some some good insight on to do it. Moon off. Once again, thanks for joining. Let everybody know where they can find you all over this great world of sports. And then, of course, we'll be talking again soon for the PropCast. Yeah. Yeah, definitely find me on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, uh, Pods NBA Gambling Podcast uh, that drops Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, as well as the PropCast for both the NBA uh, and the NFL. You guys already know Rod joins me every single week for the Thursday night games. Uh, but we are pivoting this week to the Monday night football game. Uh, we haven't had a propcast for Monday night football. So uh, since there's no Thursday night, Rod and I will be doing the uh, Monday night football game. But yeah, uh, find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. DMs are always open, always willing to help guys out, uh, whether it's with uh, fantasy advice. But I strictly direct those guys to Rod and the guys uh, over on our website. But anything betting related for NFL or NBA or prop betting, I'm definitely there. So uh Holla at me on Twitter. And again, check out all the work that's happening on the website at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Always a fantastic time when Moonoff joins the show. And again, yes, guys, uh, make sure that you're downloading that SGPN app and uh, make sure you're heading over to prize picks. There's still some time to get in. If your fantasy season is definitely over uh, and you're trying to stay out of the, the toilet bowl for good, uh, have some fun with prize picks because the prop betting over there will keep you engaged and uh, you can win money even though you're not winning a fantasy championship. So for everybody here at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, once again, thanks for joining us. Find this show uh, on everywhere that you get your podcast and the SGPN app. Follow us on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. And of course, find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Happy championship hunting if you're listening and still in the championship. And of course, hopefully you stay out of the toilet bowl if you are there. Uh, okay, Thursday, we come back. We got more. We're going to help you out. And this time we'll help you win a fantasy championship, hopefully. <laughs> Justin Mark returns to the show. So until then... We'll see you. Have a happy uh, rest of the week. And until then, let it ride. Yeah.